for clicking and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley, Editor-in-Chief of Police One. Hi, this is Jim Dudley. Jim, there has been a trend nationwide of late to um, address the um, sentencing uh, and the registry, uh, registrations or registries of sex offenders. And, um, you know, in earlier preparation for this uh, topic, you sent me a link to an organization I had never heard of before. And frankly, I didn't, um, I can't still believe that it exists after having looked at the website. It's um, RSOL. You can go ahead and Google that. Anyone out there listening, get yourself all worked up while, we're, while you're listening to us. The Reform Sex Offender Laws. And I'm going to quote from their website, and I'm probably going to get mad while I do it. They um, stand for laws and programs that, and I quote, limit registry access strictly to law enforcement agencies. Terminate registry requirements upon completion of a court-imposed sentence. Reverse retroactively applied restrictions. Reform civil commitment pro- commitment processes. Rehumanize, rehabilitate, and reintegrate former offenders. Whatever that means, I don't know. Increase public safety by reducing sexual offenses. Well, that would be good. Reduce acts of discrimination, hatred, and violence against sexual offenders. Wow. Just wow. I mean, no. What are these people? Who are these people and what are they thinking? I, I don't know. I haven't researched the organization, but I, I can tell you that uh, I think the, the goals and the aims are misguided. Clearly, sex offenders have families. They have friends. And certainly... If you have to register on your birthday every year that you are a sex offender, it can't be fun. So some of the unintended consequences of um, sex offenders in our communities are the fact that uh, they might have a hard time getting a job. They might have a hard time renting a place. There are restrictions that say they can't live together or near schoolyards or things like that. So. The, the, the main un, unintended consequence that I see is that they go underground and they claim to be homeless when, in fact, they may be at a permanent address, but they just don't want to let you know that they're near a school or near other sex offenders or living with other sex offenders. So you have this organization that is seeking to lighten up some of the penalties. Uh, they, they talk about a lifelong stigma, and certainly, but I think they've earned it. So... It's gotten to the point now where some of the phrases that they use, I heard a, a radio show in San Francisco recently where a, a professional talked about the Romeo and Juliet romancers that are on Megan's list. Right. And the individual talked about a 14 or 15 year old male who had sex with a 12 year old and questioned why that person was on Megan's list list and why they had to be a registered sex offender when they are in this quote Romeo and Juliet relationship and I'm so offended by that Romeo and Juliet Hmm. Uh, if you are a 12 year old uh, you're going to have a hard time wondering what to wear to school that day much less making a decision about whether or not to have sex with someone who may be intimidating you or threatening you or otherwise is considerably larger than you has an imposition of will over you has social uh imposition of pressure all kinds of um you know 
pressures on that individual, that victim, and I'll use that word in that scenario, that's just that's just abhorrent. Right. So they also advocate having the three levels that we do already, the low, the medium, and the high-risk offenders, but certainly less consequences for the, the low-end offender. And if we're talking about a peeping Tom, somebody who's exposing themselves, so somebody who's distributing or heavy into hardcore pornography, who's making uh, obscene phone calls. All these things are called paraphilias. And I've talked to experts who said, if you have or show one tendency towards a paraphilia, chances are you're into three. Then you talk about an escalation to the point where they idealize something and move towards actual contact. So at what point do you disrupt that individual? And if they've earned the registered sex offender status, I, I, I would really oppose anything that let them completely off the hook, that didn't severely monitor them, that didn't have heavy supervision, GPS, frequent visits, but they're against that. So they're, they're against the, the, the tie to the government, the tie to the courts. And so if you, cut the string and you no longer have obligations to parole, probation, or other court supervision, then you can only bring them back into supervision by another offense. Well, I don't know about you, and I, I think I do know, <laughs> that you don't want your child offended by one of these individuals so that we can get them back under supervision. I, I don't think they've earned the, the chance at a second chance, um, considering what they've done to, to earn their, their status on a Megan's list or a sex offense sex offense registry. So why now? I, I think as a nation, we, we've gone to this harm reduction policy to the extreme. And I, I totally believe in, in public health related harm reduction. So if people are going to use needles, give them clean needles. Don't let them spread the, the public health illnesses. If, if prostitutes are going to use, or underage kids are going to, to, to have sex, give them prophylactics. But if we're getting to the point where uh, we are calling our juvenile delinquents, I think President Obama coined a phrase. Justice involved youth, I believe. Justice Just involved in youth. Yeah. I, I can't wrap my head around it. We, we've changed in California the term of uh, recidivist to to make it almost impossible to achieve that title. I believe you have to be convicted three times within five years. And if you're convicted the first time, why aren't you in jail already? So it's really difficult for me to wrap my head around these extreme harm reduction policies. All right, let me give you one more extreme harm redu reduction policy as, as we kind of get towards the end of this particular podcast. I was shocked about this one. There is a change.org um, movement afoot to fully repeal Megan's Law. Okay, wrap your head around that. Everyone listening, think about that for just a minute. Gone. Megan's Law, the list's gone. The webpage advocating for the elimination of a law that has kept countless victims from being victimized. Like, that, that law has prevented many, many, many offenses. Okay, it says, this website says, and I quote, Anyone that has ever been harmed by a sex offender, my utmost sympathies to you and your family, it reads, but the crime it's, is over, it reads. The healing has started and you have an opportunity to move on with your life as long as you are willing to accept what happened and are willing to forgive the perpetrator and move on with your life, it says. 
Passing five million laws against sex offenders will not make your misery disappear and it will not give you a better life. The website goes on to say, there is no evidence collected by anybody that has determined that Megan's law has accomplished anything. I say again, wow. Yeah, and let us not forget that Megan's law is named after Megan Kanka. New Jersey. New Jersey girl who... uh, was in her own neighborhood. Her parents were not aware of sex offenders who lived down the street. She was enticed into a home of a sex offender who subsequently sexually assaulted and murdered her. That's Megan's Law. So in California, we've had our own uh, Polly class mm-hmm. kidnapped by a repeated sex offender, should have been in jail. And uh, at a time now when we're releasing thousands of prisoners nationally, Mm -hmm. certainly in California, based in in large part on their last offense. Their most recent offense. Their most recent offense. Which could have been jaywalking or whatever. I mean, you're not going to get jailed for jaywalking. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. Sure, no. But it's not the most violent offense. You can be in jail for a burglary or embezzlement or some sort of a property crime that rates a felony. Mm -hmm. But you could be a prior rapist, sex offender, child abuser, and for the sake of of these new laws, you're out on the street with no training, education, job training, housing supplement, drug rehab, or anything else. So again, I I guess I'm 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 too wrapped around this one, but it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, um, the, the the fact that these movements are afoot is is shocking i I do want to just counter and hopefully end this on a slightly higher note um because you know your blood pressure and my blood pressure and probably everyone listening our blood pressure has gone up a little bit in the last 10 minutes there is an interesting um thing happening out there with regard to sex offenders and it's actually creating a new registry Um, there's an effort at the federal level to pass a law requiring child sex offenders to be identified on their passports so they cannot travel outside the country to engage in sex tourism. Right. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I I think that's aimed at adults that are planning trips to some of these countries that have um, a more lenient system, that it's easier to gain access to to children for for sex. And so they call these sex tours, um, and we have people going from not just the United States, but other countries Mm -hmm. on these, quote, sex tours, and if you were a sex offender and you had that star or SO by your name, then uh, the country then would at least know, know that you're that, coming. Yeah, that yeah. you're coming and, and maybe they bar you from entering their country. Yeah. So I think it's a good law. I think it's a fair law. We don't know who's coming into the U.S. Uh, we don't have an international Megan's Law list, but this would, in essence, create one. Yeah, it would certainly be a step in the right direction. Well, this is a, one of those topics that, you know, you just it just makes you mad. And um, hopefully um, we haven't made our listeners all that mad today. Uh, they'll go off and do something positive throughout the rest of their day. We do and uh, appreciate you listening to Policing Matters. If you have thoughts on a topic you'd like us to cover or you have thoughts on this topic and want to send us angry emails, you can do that at policingmatters at police1.com. And if you see this on the November ballot, use your power and vote. Amen to that, brother.